Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaim Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better, including and especially herself. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I hope you guys are liking the new shift in our schedule to Mondays. I was finding that the weekends, I wasn't really you know, reaching you guys and a lot of you guys asked if we could have it during the week, even though you can honestly listen to it, listen to the podcast whenever you feel like it. But, you know, to each his or her or uh, their, whatever your pronouns of choice are, um, own. Um, so we have a really interesting topic that I've been wanting to talk about for some time, and I'm really excited to dive into that. But before we get there, let's get to the church announcements. Let the people of the reclaim say amen. Glad to be here, say amen again. And say amen one more time if you really like the show. We glad that y'all here today and these will be your church announcements. All right, good humans, time for some church announcements. So, recently, um, you guys know I just got married and, you know, we had to look for a lot of different venues Um, Look at a a lot of different venues. We didn't need a lot of different venues, but we had to look at a lot of different venues. Um, We use Pinterest. This is not an ad, by the way, but we use Pinterest. We use Zola. We read The Knot. um, And that kind of helped us narrow down our search. So here's the interesting thing about those three groups in particular and several others. They will will now not be promoting wedding locations located on plantations that's right after recently being called out by a campaign uh through the organization um called color of change which is a racial justice organization pinterest the knot worldwide which includes the knot and wedding wire and brides i believe brides magazine or brides.com um and recently announced that they were going to make a variety of changes, including removing all references to plantations on their sites and ah, prohibiting is what I'm actually trying to say, prohibiting adjectives like, quote, charming to describe venues where many Americans ancestors were once enslaved, tortured and raped. Zola, um, also what we used uh, when we were planning our wedding, which was super duper helpful. Let me tell you, not an ad once again, but it was helpful. Um, Zola said that it too will be removing plantations from its venue listings. And I think that's astounding, wonderful, and terrific. I wish that, you know, they, these groups didn't have to be called out, you know, but shout out to a color, um, color of change, the organization color of change for making this, you know, this thing that would make common sense, you know, <laughs> plantations were some of the, some of the sites of some of the darkest moments in history, particularly for people, for black people. But, you know, we just, we love the way the wisps fall from the weeping willows and, and, and the palatial lands, whatever, whatever BS they're coming up with these days. We want to have our wedding there. Of course. Well, okay, sure. <laughs> I don't understand why you would want to, but okay. You know who won't be uh, participating in that? Pinterest, The Knot, <laughs> and Zola. So that's that on that. Moving along. The Hallmark Channel, your mom's favorite or your grandmom's favorite or maybe your favorite. I'm not here to judge. Maybe slightly. 
Um, they're getting called out because they removed advertisement for an advertisement for wedding the wedding planning company Zola, which we've just finished talking about, uh, due to complaints from a conservative group. So this particular ad showed a lesbian couple getting married, and they were the the ad was literally for the the planning the planning platform Zola. Um, it shows them embrace, shows them give each other a little smooch and they enjoy the wedding and that's that. Well, conservative groups thought that was not okay. They whined and complained. And then people quickly remind the Hallmark Channel that the conservatives that whoever complained make up only a minority of those who actually enjoy their programming and that they were in essence alienating a larger part of of progressive people who also enjoy their programming by removing a commercial for a needed service. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Anyway, the U S network has since issued an apology for the quote hurt and disappointment and quote it caused by its decision for removing the ads. And it reached out to Zola to quote, reestablish our partnership and reinstate the commercials end quote. Um, good job, Hallmark. But once again, shouldn't have had to need to get called out about that. Should have just stood up in your, in your decision to have these commercials for, you know, gay people are getting married. Lesbian people are getting married. Um, various people are getting married all over the place and it shouldn't be that big of a deal, but okay, sure. Rounding up our list of call-outs this week, Fashion Nova is being called out for its terrible payment, uh, the terrible way it's paying its workers. According to the New York Times, the company's clothes that are often made by workers in L.A., they are illegally being paid less than the minimum wage, some of whom are compensated as little as $2.77 per hour by their bosses. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are the Fashion Nova lays and fits even worth people not being able to eat? People who actually work there? Apparently, also, Fashion Nova owes back payment to people who worked overtime and weren't paid or compensated. And they just found themselves in a world of mess. So basically, not only are they being sued by Kim Kardashian constantly because they constantly steal the outfits, which between you and me this and this is my own opinion this is my own opinion this is not slander i'm not trying to spread any gossip but the rapid pace in which fashion nova throws their kardashian west lookalike no not kardashian west their kardashian jenner lookalike into an outfit that looks literally just like something that kim wore maybe 15 minutes before it's kind of making me wonder if they actually do have a partnership with her. But there was a whole lawsuit, so I guess not. But I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of side-eyeing. Like I said, this is my own opinion. Not trying to get anyone in any trouble. My own opinion. But are the outfits really worth it? Now I'm looking at everybody who's been, like, advertising for this company and... You know, no, I don't expect them to know the intricate ins and outs 
of this company, of this brand, and its payment structures for its workers. But golly, like this, this has to suck. Like <laughs> you just, and it sucks for us as consumers. Like I can only imagine if you just got your, your new, your New Year's Eve fit or lay and you find out that that fit or lay that was affordable for you, like dream prices for you came at the cost of people who created it, not being able to feed their families. Like, come on y'all. We could do so much better. We could really do so much better. Anyway, that's the end of the church announcements. Now let's get to talking to what let's get to talking about what you really want to talk about. Hey guys, welcome to the mess and the message portion of this show. And the topic that we're going to talk about today is something I've wanted to talk about for some time. I've had a change of heart on a particular issue that we discussed earlier this year. Not necessarily a change of heart, but an addition, if you were, an addendum, um, you know, an area of growth, as it were. And today's topic we're talking about is cancel culture versus call out culture. Um, but I also wanted to throw in a new term that was some that someone who I admire shared with me and blew my mind because it's exactly the answer that we need um, to this discussion of social justice and social responsibility. Um, but we talked about cancel culture versus call out culture earlier this year. For those, um, for a quick reminder, for those who are unfamiliar with the terms or, you know, just want to set the parameters of the conversation we're going to talk about, uh, cancel culture as defined by Urban Dictionary is canceling rather is to dismiss something or somebody to reject an individual or an idea. And this usually happens when someone does something that's considered bad. So being racist, being homophobic, being sexist, being manipulative, that sort of thing, things that get you canceled. Uh, basically it means nobody, nobody wants to engage with you. Nobody wants to, uh, associate with you. Nobody wants to bring themselves around you. Uh, that sort of thing. You can use you can usually find this type of thing happening to people who have some sway over culture, celebrities, influencers, things like that. Where call out culture is different from cancel culture because cancel culture completely wipes out like that. No one wants anything to do with you. No one wants any association with you. We're just walking away. Can't call out culture is to verbally hold someone accountable for their words or actions. Um, it's public feedback that people give about potentially problematic or, or oppressive uh, language, behavior, um, policies, things like that, calling it out, right? And so I was having a conversation with a friend at my workspace, and she was telling me that, you know, call-out culture has become so toxic. And that it has real ramifications and real consequences that a lot of us who are doing the calling out didn't necessarily think about prior to. I'm going to be honest. I care less about the feelings of Gucci and Prada when they're making problematic products and making money off of those problematic products that are deeply offensive 
to my people um, or to my gender. You know, I can call them out all the time. They're organizations. Organizations don't have feelings. Um, but what my friend said is that in addition to cancel culture, in addition to call out culture, because we have to be really careful because we're, if we're calling out people, you know, all of us make mistakes. All of us have those tweets. <laughs> all of us have those problematic Facebook posts. All of us have said some dreadful and terrible things that if the record were to be rewound on us, my God, we would get canceled. We would get canceled. Every single one of us. No one is perfect outside of Jesus Christ himself. So call out culture can, it can be used for good, but you can also see the opportunity for it to be used and create create a toxic environment. Because now what is happening is people feel so restricted. People feel so fearful about making a mistake. People feel fearful feel is what I'm trying to say so fearful of you know living (laughs) living and potentially breathing wrong or potentially making a vital mistake that will could get them fired from their job could get them you know have them lose opportunities uh there's various situations like that that come up uh when you think of call out culture and so my friend Like I said, she blew my mind when she added this additional definition, call in. And I like it. What a call in basically is, is when you talk with someone privately about their behavior or you wait to talk to them in person. So let's say, let's say I'll be the bad guy. Let's say one of you hears something that I say and it doesn't come off right or it's it's offensive to you or it makes you feel uncomfortable or you have a few questions as to why I would say something like that. Instead of taking to your instead of just deleting, you know, this podcast, unsubscribing from this podcast, you know, deleting all links to the reclaimed blog, um, throwing out your, you know, karma as a black woman T-shirt, setting it on fire, which God forbid, guys, I really I hope you don't do all that. (laughs) Like, I really do. Um, I really do appreciate your constant support. Like, I love you guys. Um, And, you know, that would be canceling. That's canceling. Like, I don't want anything to do with Whitney. She's a crazy, she's a crazy, uh, crazy woman. Um, Call out culture would be to go on a rant in one of your Insta stories or on youtube or whatever what have you listing all the ways in which i'm problematic a call-in would be to drop into my dms or if you have my phone number to call me or if you see me in public to pull me aside and say hey you know what that last thing you said about you know that thing you said about here's 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 it, it kind of this is problematic, Whitney. And, you know, you shouldn't say things like that. You shouldn't do things like that. You know, here's how it could affect people. Here's how it can affect these people specifically. And what I love about call in culture is that it gives a person, it's considered less reactionary and it's considered a better way to work through conflict. So call out, 
let's say something happens and you, like I said, you just, you take to your, your mode of social media or to your friend group or wherever you have a platform and you just start spouting things against the negativity that I've done, blah, 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 all that stuff like that, right? There's an opportunity for none of those things to get to me ever. You know, the internet is a very big place and you know, there's opportunities that I will never hear some of the criticisms that people have of me. It is what it is. The internet is a massive place and the world is even bigger. The actual world is even bigger. And so if you're talking to your friends, talk about, well, I'll, this is me saying what I have to say about Whitney and she's, she's garbage, she's trash, she's canceled, whatever. I, there's a likelihood I'm never going to hear that. Where call in culture, it gives me the chance to hear your feedback, to hear your honest opinion, to hear your heart on the matter, to hear why things are bothering you, why what I said was problematic or caused you discomfort and ways in which we can actually deal with the problem. Because there's no point in doing a call in and saying, hey, that hurt my feelings and you have no way of, of, of for me to to be reconciled to you, you know, or to restore what we're, what we're talking about. You get what I'm saying? Call in is, is way more relatable and it allows people to be people. It allows people to breathe. It allows people the chance to make amends, to fix it. You know, the beauty about these social justice uh, movements is also the thing that makes most of us nervous about these social justice movement movements is that they are constantly evolving and changing that we get new terminology every time we look up that there's new things to say that the things are more improved or like better understanding like I my grandmother still calls still calls my dad's mom she still calls people who are of Asian descent oriental and I told her she can't call people that I'm like that is you you literally cannot call people those things but because of her because of her background because of like the time she lived in and because you know certain people just refuse to change it is what it is um and, you know, I can call her out about it. I can talk to her about it. I can make the change, make the edits. I can make sure I don't say those things. My God, I can call it problematic behavior in others. I can address it in myself. Um, and I can leave room for people to grow. And I love that. I love that. I love that. There is a there is a more gentle way of addressing human beings than just throwing them out by canceling them or by exposing them um, in a call out. There's a way where people who want to make it right can make it right. And I'm always down for that. Um, But there's one thing that has to be said about all three of these uh, cancel, call out and call in. They're critical to addressing the problematic or toxic behaviors that we find ourselves living in. You know, people are going to cause problems. (laughs) 
We're all problematic. I constantly say it. We are all problematic. We are all raised with our own set of biases. We are all raised with our own set of of terrible beliefs. We are all raised with ideals that when we when they are confronted, we find out that they are, you know, crumbling and untrue and unfair to people, you know. So they're all three are important. What I see is levels of steps. So a call-in should happen first. Let's say you're scrolling on your Twitter, you're scrolling on your Facebook, you're reading in a magazine, and you see a quote by your favorite celebrity, whoever that person is, visualize them right now. Your favorite celebrity said something completely out of pocket. You are watching it on TV, or you're, like I said, you're scrolling on your phone, or you read about it in TV. Um, you read about it on TV. God help me. You read about it in a magazine. Um, a great way to fix uh, or address, not fix necessarily, but to address that would be if you're able to, if there's a way to drop in their DMs, send them an email if you can. Um, if there's a way to reach them, try to reach them uh, in a gentle way and in, a, in, a, in an effort to not, I'm, the whole feeling around a call in is that I'm not trying to expose you for my own personal gain or for my own attention because that's the toxic part about call outs is that some people are literally just waiting for people to mess up just so they can call them out just so they can have their own personal fame so like they can look good so that they can look holier than thou not cool not cool at all that does not help anyone that is very self-serving and very selfish and these social justice movements shouldn't be hinged upon selfish people because how are how is change really going to be made? Change is made when we learn, when we grow, when we develop. But we also have to give each other room to learn and grow and develop. We have to give each other space to make mistakes. Because we too make mistakes. We make mistakes daily. And the only way we're going to fix these things is if we give each other space and room to grow and to shift and to change. And to listen to each other and to talk to each other through a call-in. And I love the fact that the spirit of the call-in says, I'm not trying to expose you. I'm trying to expose the behavior. I'm trying to focus on the thing that's the problem. You are a person and you are valid and you matter, but you have made a critical error. And here's how we can fix it. Right here between us, here's the problem. Boom, 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 boom. Not trying to get, you know, not trying to put you out there. Here's how it goes, right? So, Call-in happens first. Let's say that this same celebrity continues in their, their continual bad behavior, their continual nastiness, their continual, like, just out-of-pocket behavior, right? And you've done your call-in. Now it's time to verbally hold them accountable after their, but you've given them some space and some grace to make the change, to make the the edits, you know, to make the shift, call out. Here's the time to hold someone verbally accountable for their words, words or their actions. Here's the time to make your community a little bit more aware. Like, hey, you know, it's not okay that you said slavery was a choice. I, it's not okay. 
It's not okay to co-opt different movements. You know, we tried to talk about this, but you're still kind of doing it. You still kind of like, like this attention and that stinks. Um, and now let's say your favorite celebrity continues, <clears throat> continues in this, this random bad behavior. Now it's time for you to step aside, not necessarily throwing the person away. No one gets thrown away, but this is your way of saying to the person, you know what? I need to break fellowship with you. I need to stop following you. I need to stop saying that you're my favorite celebrity. You have really let me down. So this is my way of disengaging because our thoughts are no longer parallel. Our paths are no longer parallel. And I can't stand with you through this. So there's steps. When done right, you may not need to go past a call-in. And think about if the shoe was on the other foot and you made a mistake. Wouldn't you want someone to come to you and say, hey, you know, this was kind of problematic. This was kind of hurtful. Here's why. Um, Here's what's going on with that. You see, wouldn't you want someone to protect you and to not expose you and to be gracious and patient to you? Well, that's how you have to treat others. So, yeah, that's I, I, I'm, I love the call in. Um, I love that, you know, most of us are getting like so sick of the constant, you know, crap storm that we find ourselves where people are canceling each other, just throwing people out. People are calling each other out, but there's toxic, nasty reasons why they're doing so. Um, I find the more gentler, more effective, more forgiving way is the call in. And I personally am going to start using it more often and being a little bit more gracious to people. Um, Not out here to expose, out here to help. So that is what I wanted to talk about today. Thank you for listening to that portion of the show. We still have a little bit more show to go. And it's time for the wrap up rant and blacks in the deep end. All right, time for the final portion of our show, uh, the wrap-up rant and Blacks in the Deep End. So since we've been talking about calling out and (laughs) calling out and calling in and canceling folks, um, this next story, um, my goodness, this next story, I... uh, has me baffled. So here's my thing. Here's my thing. I love TikTok. I told you guys I started on TikTok. I love learning new social platforms. It's just my zhuzh. Um, not here to get a lot of fame or attention necessarily. I just want to learn how it works. Just for the fun of it. Just for the fun of it. I did the same thing with Snapchat. Did the same thing with numerous, numerous uh, social media platforms. Um, yeah, cause I like social. I like, I like learning new things. I like seeing how people are connecting with people. That's my thing. So, uh, on TikTok, there's this 
there's this way that you can use music or sounds and pair them with your videos, what you're talking about. One of the popular sounds that people are using is Nene Leaks from the Real Housewives of Atlanta, I believe. Forgive me, y'all. Y'all know I don't watch TV. Um, I don't watch TV a lot, so forgive me. So Nene Leaks off of the Real Housewives of Atlanta was apparently walking through somewhere and it was a less favorable neighborhood that she herself would like to be in and she's walking through going woo child the ghetto the ghetto well a local temple (laughs) temple university students shout out to the owls um has recently gotten some hot water for a tiktok video he made using that sound and the reason why is He made a video of him on campus and how campus is beautiful and pristine and well lit. And then the video cuts to a a segment where he says he's gone two blocks off campus and, you know, the homes look a little different. The neighborhood looks a little different. And he's talking about, woo, child, the ghetto, the ghetto. Um, Optics are a thing. And this is a white young man walking through a currently gentrifying neighborhood where people are being radically displaced, radically displaced from their homes because of the growing university. It's happening all over Philly. Um, Temple, we say, we pretty much said the Temple owns Broad Street. Um, UPenn and Drexel own uh, West Philly. It's happening all over the city. So, yeah, he's gotten in a lot of trouble. Um, apparently, he's a freshman marketing major. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna expose the man's uh, name, but yes, apparently somebody called him out on Twitter and called out the school saying, "Just saw this TikTok and it is so dry. Y'all ever hear of gentrification? Like, don't come to a school if you're going to make fun of the conditions locals are forced to live in because they're being pushed out all the effing time. And that's from Twitter user Isalina, I-S-S-A-L-I-N-A. <sighs> Apparently, there's slews of, <laughs> of criticizing tweets and messages and Temple thanked all these users for bringing it to their attention the video went viral the video went viral for all the wrong reasons um which normally if your video goes viral on tiktok you're usually excited um because it's fun like virality is fun but here's the area where it's not so fun because being so unaware being so unaware of what is going on in that neighborhood in that city and like I said, optics are a thing. So you're walking around a predominantly, uh, a, a neighborhood that's predominantly people of color and a predominantly poorer neighborhood. And you're coming from your ritzy, posh school. And you're complaining about the conditions that people are living in. And hey, it says what it says. It looks like what it looks like. This young man lost a great opportunity to be a Temple's ambassador because of it. Not only that, his name is being spread all across the internet. Like, 
this is not just a local story. This is a national story. People are interested in, first of all, people are interested in what's going on on TikTok anyway. Just the same way people were interested in what was going on with Vine or what was going on with Snapchat. Um, people are interested in where the kids are, if the kids are okay. And so hearing this story and seeing the quick ramifications, this kid, he deleted his account. But I guarantee, I guarantee that he's probably facing a lot more consequences than he thought of when he created that 30 second video that was supposed to be funny. And it wasn't, it was shameful and embarrassing. And yo, just having a little bit of awareness, just having a little bit of awareness would have saved him so much. So sucks to be that kid. Anyway, let's move on to some positive news. Uh, Blacks in the Deep End, shout out to Miss World. Miss World was recently crowned, now making five major pageants with black women as their queens. We talked last week about the Miss Universe uh, pageant. This week we're talking about the Miss World pageant. Congratulations to Tony Ann Singh of Jamaica. If you guys haven't seen that clip of Miss Nigeria coming up to congratulate uh, Miss Tony of Jamaica after she won. And if you, if you haven't seen it, Google it. If you haven't seen it, YouTube it. It's amazing. And it is, it is quintessentially how black women stand for each other. Like, I have never, let me just have a moment and shout out, since we're talking about blacks in the deep end, let me shout out black women. I have never encountered so much love, support, uh, guidance, wisdom, compassion, kindness, uh, calling you out on your BS while calling you in to come have some dinner. Sisters, black women. Wow. What a community. What a community. Like I'm floored and, and, and filled with gratitude that I get to be a part of a community that is so welcoming and so warm and so loving and just, and so impassioned and impactful. Um, it's, it's it's lit to be a black girl and you know this is just one of the ways in which it's lit so anyway that's today's show thank you guys so much for tuning in thank you for your likes your shares your subscribes thank you so much for your time today um if you have a call in for me or you just want to chat um you guys can follow me on instagram and twitter at the reclaimed or you can hit me up on uh, email at the reclaimed blog at gmail.com. Um, I think that's it for announcements. There will be shows next week and the week after. I promise there are shows. Um, but thank you guys for tuning in and hanging out with me and flowing with me through my rants and my random moments and my screams of fury and pain and my love and acceptance. I, I appreciate you guys. Um, it's been a hell of a year. It's been an incredible year and I'm so glad that I got to spend it with you guys and yeah, until next week, peace.